in this episode of Man vs. Marriage. What the heck are you thinking about all the time? I mean, really? I got some questions. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the cute dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jenny Moran. Hi, baby. Hey, love. What's a happening? Hey, listen, today we are going to be asking you a question because it's one that has occurred to me, a lesson that Coach Rita has taught us in the past. Um, and this is kind of like my own iteration of that. And what is the question you say? I know it. Uh, I know it may seem odd, but just looking at it is: Do we focus too often on what's wrong in our marriage, and not enough on what's right about our marriage and our relationship? And that's a very, very, very interesting question from my perspective. Why do I say that? Because those of us, like if you listen to this podcast, chances are you are like a self-development type individual. You want to get better. You want to improve. Matter of fact, I espouse those, those particular views and live that philosophy you know, to get better, to improve yourself. One of, the, one of the problems that can present itself if you don't just maintain a certain level of context in your life is simply this is that if you're all, if you are consistently focusing on areas to improve yourself and your relationship it means that you're you're focused on the things you're not happy about but how much time do you spend on things you are happy about how much time do you take to celebrate the the really good things and do some kind of gratitude exercise for what is good in your marriage because I'm telling you, if, if, there, if there's anything that I've learned, obviously I want to improve the, you know, a few particular areas in my marriage. I want some improvement, period. Well, and a while back we heard, um, I want to say it was Ed Milet, I might be wrong, but it's like if you're focused on self-improvement and you're not you know, appreciative of what you have, or you're not bringing your spouse along with you and doing something to keep connected, you're going to outgrow them and they're not going to come along for the ride. And then you're not going to realize what you did. It's not bad that you're improving yourself, but your spouse is the other half of you. If you're not improving and continuing to bring the other half along in this journey, you're, you're going to give up quite a bit. They're yeah. going to feel left out. Yeah, and I don't I don't disagree with you there. I the the part of this I'm looking at is to say if you're constantly in growth and fix mode, chances are you're not taking the time in gratitude mode that you need to. Well, if you're constantly worried about fixing and changing, then you're not you're not okay with yourself. Well, yeah, of course. And you're constantly picking yourself apart. We have this conversation with Mo all the time. It's like if you keep saying, I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this, it doesn't matter how much work you're putting into it. You're not going to do those things because that's what you're putting out. 
And it frustrates her because like, look at all the hours of work you're putting in. Look at all the exercise you're doing. Look at all the X, Y, and Z that you're doing. If you would just put a little bit of approval and appreciation into what you're doing and give yourself the grace to say, hey, I've, I've done this. I'm doing well here. I've made yeah. improvement. Things would go better for you. But because you're so focused on what's not perfect, you, you're never going to feel like you're accomplishing anything. You know, one of the, and I, I agree with you there on many levels. And one of the things that uh, best illustrates this for me, and this has been, you know, another 13 or 14 year journey of mine is that, you know, there was a time in my life where I was well over 300 pounds, well, much closer to 400, if not 400 pounds, than I was closer to 300 pounds. And I'm not that anymore. You know, right now I'm like, yeah, right now I'm dancing right around, say, like uh, 244, 243, 244, somewhere in there. I'm adding muscle, too. So, yes, you are. Yes, I am. Um, But I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll still see that 400 pound guy. Or I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll say, yeah, this is this is good, but this is still wrong. So what I'm doing is just not good enough. So I will, I'll look at myself. I know I'm not where I want to be and I have that goal for where I want to be. And it'll, I'll start getting diminishing returns because I'm not giving myself the credit that is due to say, look, you're not this anymore. And there, there is a fine line to dance there because if you get too comfortable, you'll regress. But if you don't take time to engage in gratitude, then you will all the enjoyment of where you are and what life has to offer will just pass you by. Well, and you also have to look, to, using the example of your weight, you may not be seeing the results the way you think you should be seeing the results. It doesn't mean you're not getting them. You know, we talked about this yesterday. It's like if you're, you might not see the numbers going down. But your clothes fit differently. You know, you have more energy. You feel better. There are different things that are improving, but because you're not seeing the improvement where you think you should be seeing it, you kind of negate it and you start trying to figure out, okay, what can I make better? It's the same thing in a marriage using one of the, the emails that we received. And, you know, he's trying to do these little things for his wife for appreciation and, and words of encouragement. But He's not getting the response he's expecting. It's like, okay, but your lunch was made. You know, she spent time with you for quiet time, which doesn't normally happen. Things are changing in the routine and the schedule. What if she's doing things her way to show you she appreciates this and it's not your way? Maybe you're expecting something and that's not how she's showing the appreciation. But if you guys don't look at where the things are going right and you're constantly looking at it's not the result I'm looking for or it's not exactly the way I planned it or it's not changing in a a rapid enough manner and you just keep hammering at it you're gonna lose the good stuff that you have yeah you'll be you'll you will be so hyper focused on what needs to be fixed that it will be hard to take any pleasure in what is what is good well imagine what it's going to do to your spouse if you were doing things for me and I wasn't responding the way you expected me to. And you just kept 
bringing it back that, you know, I'm doing these things, but you're not, you're not responding or you're not giving me what I'm expecting. That's going to take a toll on your spouse because I'm trying to give you what I know to give you and it's not what you want. And then when I try to give you what you want, I may not be doing it right because that's not how I feel I'm supposed to be responding to something. Well, and that's, that's where I think the exercise that, that we'll do here, you know, shortly on this particular podcast, this is where I think it's, it's like a gateway to something that's better because I'm not, what I'm not saying is don't look at things in your life that need to be addressed and address them because you really do. Just don't kick the crap out of them where it's the only thing you're focusing on. Well, the, I, and, and if I had to push back on that a little bit, I would say know the moment you're in. There are some times in your life where you need to make immediate change, and it needs to be for the better. And you need to be hyper-focused on it, and you need to push all in in this particular mode, whatever that mode is. But you, it's, you, have, to, you have to kind of reconcile within yourself that you have these discussions and start to build this kind of relationship and communication with your spouse to check in and say, hey, you know, you're going to ask how your heart is. How is this going? Um, you, you, When you go to sit down and talk about these things, like Jeannie and I will here in a few minutes, you want to be able to find out you know, is what you appreciate about your relationship, is that a place where you and your spouse connect? Or maybe you and you and your wife are talking and maybe you just open her eyes up or she opens your eyes up to say, oh, I, I didn't really even think about that. And yeah, that is something I truly appreciate. Well, if we both love this about our relationship, let's take time to do more of whatever that, that is yeah. and start watering those seeds and growing that side. Now, the underlying reason that I am putting this particular podcast out is because I had an aha moment with all of the downloads that are going, like I look at the downloads to say, okay, what do the people need? And there's a lot of marriage help. There's struggling marriage. And I'm naming these particular podcasts based on what Jeannie and I will go through, what our listeners will go through, and I kind of construct the titles based on that. And then, you know, do the SEO so it's able to be located by the, the most amount of people. And when I'm seeing pretty consistently somebody comes and they download, um, like a new listener will download, and it's not just the latest episode, but it's anything that says help and relationship. So I look at that and I go, okay, so the audience is, they're getting what they're coming here looking for. Help my marriage. I have a struggling marriage. Is it communication? Is it sex? Um, is it being able to authentically listen? Are we learning how to argue with each other without taking it personal? Are we learning how to say what needs to be said without being insulting and disrespectful? And on and on and on. But at what point did I put something out and say, but what's good about your relationship? What's good about your marriage? What are the things that you like? And if you've been in this mode for so long where you're just, if we could just do X, Y, or if we were just this, when this happens, things are going to be so much better, then you're not taking the time to give you and your relationship and your spouse 
the credit for the good things that you've built. And I don't want you to take those things and just say, okay, well, this is good enough. And then leave out the other things where you're challenging yourself to become better. But I do want you to spend some time celebrating that. Because being married is not easy. We know this. Life in general is just not easy. And I, I, for, I for one, have really just gotten, like, with my weight, um, even with mine and Jeannie's sex life, you know, there, or let's talk about, you know, an argument that we had recently. I, I'm looking at these things and going, okay, we do need an ample amount of focus on how giving you strategy on how to communicate and how to improve your marriage. But we also need to do a couple of exercises that, that shows us what is good about your relationship. Take some time to focus on that. You know, even, um, these professional athletes, there's spring training. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, summer. If we're talking football, Target you're going to have practice. you're going to have summer practice. You're then what that does is that leads up to the season. And each time as they go through and they win a game, you know they go back and they review the film. A lot of times you're looking at, hey, we did this right. Let's do it again. Also, hey, you screwed this up. This is what is important for you to fix so that you can get better. When we face another team or, in this case, another situation like this, we will know how to block and we'll know how to tackle. We'll know what the scheme is against this particular defense. We'll know it, We'll know down and distance. If it's third and five, the play is different if it's third and seven. And so you learn those strategies by reviewing. Now, when you win the game – there's what, you know, my favorite coach calls the 24-hour rule. I know other people use it. I try to use it myself. But it's building in time, whether it's for appreciation or disappointment. And then once that particular amount of time is over, you get right back to work. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we want to do. So do this exercise. Figure this thing out with Jeannie and I. What are three or four things that are right about your relationship and ask your spouse, honey, I did it. You did it. Um, so for you, what are three or four things if you were able to come up with them? Um, the things that are right, we make each other a priority. We stick to our non-negotiables, which allows us to be certain and, um, not to be shaken by insecurities or outside influence. Our sex life is important to both of us and we make it a priority to meet those needs on a regular basis and to, um, explore new things not leave it closed to just a mundane situation um and we dream together clouds are no longer scary because we we've both learned how to um look forward and not feel like the other person has taken off without us yeah and you know what that is something i'm going to write down because we do that now Mm -hmm. i didn't that's not in mine I'll, i'll give you what mine are but we do dream together we do say, hey, I'm going to the clouds. Come with me. Yeah, let's go together. I just did that yesterday or this morning. We were talking about a, a possibility on a dog, and I was like, I know I'm going to the clouds. I, I already know this because this is not on the menu right now, but this is what I found out, and I'm kind of excited about it. And it's enough for him to go with me and, and ask questions and get happy about it and then say, okay, we went there. We both know it's, a, it's something that we're thinking about. It's something we're considering. Now's not the time. 
But thanks for the ride. It was a great place to go. Yeah. I, I said, hey, I want to go to the clouds with you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go check it out. So in my, my, I got four, I put to communication, consideration, dedication, sex. And I think, you know, especially those, those first three, um, speak to a lot of the things that you believe are right about our, our relationship as well. Um, communication, it, it, it's right. Now, do we still have times where we're idiots? Yeah. Uh-huh. Has it happened recently? Uh-huh. Yeah. But overall, now we can work through it, and we have the tools that are necessary. Whether we choose to use them or not is another question. Mm-hmm. But our communication... We have moments we forget. <laughs> our communication is right, and I and I love it. I love how much better it is. The consideration for each other, you know, that... That I can't speak enough about how appreciative I am for how much you do consider me um, in in whatever it is. And you consider me in those areas where it makes me, the things that make me feel important, like I am a priority, just like you said. Whether it's dinner, whether it's laundry, whether it's gifts, whether it's just to take care of me, uh, say physically or emotionally, you take the time to consider those things because they make me feel like I'm loved and adored. And that is a big deal. And I work hard to do the same for you. Are there areas where we can both get better? Of course, I'm sure there are. But as far as where we sit now, these are the things that are right. These are the things where it's like, well, I... I need you, or I would really appreciate if this could happen. I would say well over the 90% mark, those things are happening for both of us because we do have that consideration for one another. Yeah, and you don't get the, oh, God, yeah, okay, I can do that for you. Where it used, it used to be that in the beginning of our marriage, it's like, oh, my gosh, if you asked me for one more thing. Yeah. Or if I had to ask for something, it was just like, could we just consider the other person and not and that that was a lot of the argument there was a lot of hurt and resentment between the two of us because of those things because like I just asked you to wash my clothes and I would push it off because I had all these other things going on and then be like 11 o'clock at night okay well I'm not coming to bed I'm doing your laundry and then it was now I'm not considering you know our time and things like that but now we're kind of on a pattern where we know these things are important so when it comes up and it's like, hey, I know this is last minute and I really hate to do this to you. Do you mind doing this for me? It's not such a hardship because it's something that I know is important to you. Yeah. And one of the easiest illustrations, which, you know, me considering you is just the use of the word speed bump to help you yeah. through situations oh, yeah. and not not taking the mindset of you're a big girl, freaking figure it out. No, it's like, hey. I want to consider how you are going to feel and how you're going to react and and try to help you prepare for whatever this information is as quickly as possible. Lots of those lately, but it, it helps though, because even now, once you get to where you can use buzzwords and things like that, and you start to make it a habit, the speed bumps aren't getting, aren't hitting me as hard as they used to, because now I know I have a way to, to slow down and say, okay. I can I can look at it now. What are we dealing with? There are a couple that come out of left field, and it's like, no, dude, that's not a speed bump. That's a crater. We need to back up. And yeah, but it it means a lot to me that you put that effort in 
so that I don't lose my crap during the day because it's hard for me when you're dealing with it, it when you're a mom and you're dealing with all the kids and right now you know autism is off the charts crazy just too much going on and to have something thrown at you from left field how I respond to something is going to determine the emotion and the atmosphere at home immediately. If I'm anxious, if I'm pissed off, if something hits me the wrong way, it affects everybody in the household immediately. Because if you come at me, you know, with something and it, it throws me off and then someone comes in and says, Hey mom, can you, I can't switch fast enough to not snap at somebody. And it's one of those things that I'm working on, but I know that's a limitation for me. I know that that's an area that I struggle. So having that couple of minutes to say, Hey, we, we have a speed bump. Let me know when you're ready. We need to talk about this. I can pull myself away from the kids or put myself in a position where if, if it's something that you really think I'm going to have a reaction to, I'm removing them from the equation so that they don't get a backlash. that's not meant to be theirs. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's made all the difference in the world. And, um, you know, then just looking at the next one, which is dedication, I never knew that we could truly be so dedicated to each other. That's where our non-negotiables come into play. Non-negotiables are an absolute in our marriage. These are things that we have determined. These are boundaries that we have set. These are um, rules that we have set for each other. This is permissions that we've given to each other. And these are things that we do not bend on, no matter what the circumstance. Now, we do have moments where a non-negotiable might come up and it's like, okay, we need to discuss this and we need to look at whether or not this non-negotiable can remain non-negotiable or do we need to bend. But we don't just, it's not like where one of us will just come in and say, you know what, I'm changing the rules. That's not how this works. But it also keeps us from, you know, there's one example I can use and it's kind of just basic, but we don't allow other people into our marriage. We don't allow other people into our bedroom. Quincy has a very hard Um, line he does not cross when it comes to like sex and movies or porn or things of that nature so when you're gone for long periods of time I never have that thought of is he out messing around is it possible that he's not really working that many days I those thoughts have never crossed my mind because I know what your boundaries and your rules are and I know you well enough to know these are solid in your life these are things that do not bend for any reason. Yeah. And so it it makes it where I don't have to battle that internal argument. Whereas in the beginning of our marriage, I didn't really know. Yeah. You know, when you started slimming down and your brother and everybody was coming over and people want to go out and do things and it's guy time, I was like, oh no, I'm not okay with this because you were very confident. You were looking really good. You had all kinds of things going on. And I wasn't because of the situation we were in, I felt like I was at my worst at that point. And it's like, dude, he's going to go out and find somebody else who's got way less baggage going on. And it it was really hard for me to let you just go and be you and have fun with your friends. Now, when you tell me you're going out and going to have dinner or a couple of drinks with the guys, it's like, yeah, okay, go. I don't, I, I never feel that insecurity anymore. But that's something that we've really, really worked hard to say, these are things that do not bend. Yeah. And we're both very, very strong and determined with um, how we see each other, making sure the other person stays on point with who they are. We don't let other people or situations come in and, 
and convince us, you know, when, when something goes wrong and we'll, I'll use work as an example. There was a lot of chaos going on at one point and it was just like, you were constantly, what am I doing wrong? I'm the common denominator here. All these different things are happening. And it's like, no, 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 no. You cannot be responsible for other people's decisions. You can be the party in the middle and you're, you're surrounded by these things, but you are not responsible for those things. And as much as people were dumping on you, it's like, no, this is not you. And I can build you up and remind you of certain things. Sometimes you have to do the same thing for me when it comes to my writing and I start falling apart. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, this is where the story was. This is where we started. Go back to the basics. We keep each other from falling off the rails and focusing too much on what can I fix and remind each other, no, that this is this is what's good. Mm-hmm. This is this is the core. Don't don't screw this up. Make your improvements, but don't screw this up. This yeah. is important. And I think we've just learned over the years that that's that's our job. We signed the agreement. Yeah, and and took it really serious. And you know, there's some things that you just cannot develop without experience. It takes time. Yeah. You know, it just takes practice, time. Practice, practice, Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, just, uh, I've, I've probably never felt that you, you know, have to this point, and this is a cumulative, this is not just like in this moment only, but especially during the time of when I had to go under the knife, you blew me away with your, how much you were dedicated to me. And I was extremely vulnerable in a lot of those times. Um, and your dedication to me just really, really blew me away. And, you know, it's if there if there ever was, which I don't, you really don't have to worry because women do not flirt with me anyway. You're so full of crap. You just don't notice it. I'm telling your you. Your daughters catch on to it. So, yeah. Go okay. ahead. Keep well, that's not what I'd call flirting. But I've long said, even before my surgeries and whatnot, um, that I can't, I can't fathom a, it's, it's pain that I could not imagine myself putting you through. Um, because that's a level of betrayal for me that just, I just can't go there. Um, but it's like, how could I, as you talk about all this is, you know, in your mindset then is, is it being baggage? This is not baggage. This is things that you and I have created together. These are, these are, it's not baggage. It's, it's part of my life that I love deeply. Yeah. But I wasn't mentally in the right place back then. I I was, I was a lot to handle and I, I knew that I just didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Well, you've always been a lot to handle. Always. No, I'm telling you, you've always been a lot to handle, (laughs) but I wanted to handle it. And I don't mean that in a negative way because when I first met you, um, you put on this, I'm a, I'm a tough girl persona. And for some people it was intimidating and I was never intimidated by it. I loved it, but I was able to see through whatever this thing was. I was able to see through into your heart somehow. It, God only knows how I was able to see how, and you were a lot to handle because you were a rebel. You, and I was like, I need whatever this girl has. I need, and I'm talking Far beyond, you know, body, sex, etc. It's like, I, I, I wish I could live out loud like this girl does. 
Um, and then, you know, the, the, the last piece of that after dedication, and I think all these kind of pour into the culmination or the climax word, which is sex, because we've never, we have never in our life been more open to experiencing new things with our bodies as we are now. True. And it just, it, our connection continues to get deeper. The other night you sent me a text and it's like, you have, you've never vocalized this particular thing. And I was like, well, that's new. <laughs> so let me take it a step further and say, what ABC, does this look like? <laughs> yeah. ABC, what, what do you want? Because I'm game to provide that for you. And I don't know if we could have done that five years ago, even breached the topic. I don't, as far as our sex life goes, who knows? Five or six or seven years ago, would we have even gotten the Liberator pillow? I don't know. I have no idea. Damn, I wish we would have known it 12 years ago. Me too. <laughs> that would have made that. That would have made things a lot easier. It sure would have. It would have made, you know, surviving this 400-pound body, whatever it was, you know. But with that being said, our, you know, the next part of this exercise is what are a couple of things that still need work? And I know we both have them. So what did you write down? Um, money is one that we need to find a common ground on. Um, and although our communication is really well on point, I think we still have this. I know I do. And I think you do too, especially with everything that's been going on lately. We have this thing where it's like, well, we don't want to put any extra stress or we don't want to address something because maybe it's not that big of a deal right now. It can be addressed later. And we let stuff kind of get shoved to the wayside and sometimes that's a good thing because it might not be anything. And sometimes it's like it comes back and it slaps us in the face. And I'm thinking, damn, I wish we would have. We should have done this when it happened. We yeah. should have talked about it. But again, it's finding a balance because you're driving a lot. You're gone a lot. We've got late nights going on when you're not home. I don't sleep. I work when you're not here because it's just easier to get stuff done when the kids don't need me. And, um, you know, if, if you don't need me at night and you're not here, I can get stuff done and I don't feel like I'm missing my to-do list. But then when you are home and, you know, things go back to normal, it's like, I, things are really good right now. Do I really want to throw this hiccup out there when we don't get to see each other for a couple of days? Or, you know, it's it's a balance that we haven't quite mastered. And I think it's also one of those things where you and I have to learn to decide, is this really something that needs to be messed with? Or is this something that, you know, maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. So we really, we really need a new buzzword, not to be like goofy about it, but we need a new buzzword that says, I've got something heavy to talk about. Is it a good time or you got too much? You know, yeah. almost almost like a, the rain check word when it comes to the sex. The hard part with that, though, is there we've got to have some ground rules on it, which you and I, I'm sure, will have to discuss beyond the podcast because there are times where we'll say, now is not a good time to talk about this, but I have something to say, and it's just like, okay, cool. But if it's a heavy situation and there's no communication beyond that just to stop it, now you're letting, you know the other person's thoughts kind of run away with them. And fair. that can be That's very fair. That can be a really crappy situation because you don't know where their mind is going to go. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that when we go into the next episode, but it, those are the things that we've been doing this for how long 
mean, we've been married going into our 24th year. 23rd. 23rd. Are we really? I thought it was 24 this year. I'm adding time. I'm sorry. You dummy. Don't ask. But then we're also, you know, we've been podcasting for a while. We've been coaching for a while. We've been learning for a while. And every now and then these things pop up and we go, ooh, okay, we need a new rule. Something needs to bend yeah. here because it it's not necessarily an old situation so much as maybe we just didn't look at it that way before. And now that we've grown past these other big hiccups, now we've got these little ones and it's like, mm. Okay, we need something there just so that it doesn't become a big yeah. hiccup. Because it's like maybe in the past these things would happen, we wouldn't talk about them. We would just uh, just take them and put them in the resentment pile, just like adding yeah. fuel to the fire. Whereas now we're we're beginning to address these things. One of the biggest, it was the first on my list, money. Yeah, that that is, I I at some point we'll probably have to get a third party in on that. You know, we're moving, so Coach Rita won't be able to probably do it unless we do it virtually if she's even doing that right now she has a a, a beautiful life with grandkids and family i think it's something um, we can figure out together it's just we need to take the time to do it and um, then the the second like the second thing i'm saying is just locating you and that probably kind of dances into what you're talking about when it comes to talking about a situation I, i'd put down here you know um just Knowing what your wants are and how I can help, like, in the moment without going into, uh, here's a dumb example, but something that's reality. When we, when we have sex, let's say you have two or three orgasms to my one, and I can still leave that moment going, I, I bet I could have done it better. I bet I could have made it four. Or maybe number three could have been more explosive. And... So me being able, I'm taking that, that long way around and say me locating you is not only just about where are you stress wise, where are you satisfied wise, not just sex, but life in general, being able to locate you to know that your needs are getting met and that you feel like a priority because it is important. See, and that's one I'm still struggling with, especially now, because when there's so much going on, my needs change, my wants change, but sometimes because there is so much, I don't know how to put it out there. It's like, this is not a normal need for me. And I suck at asking for help. I absolutely hate asking for help. So it's hard for me to, like when we we were talking before about the move, Quincy and I sat down and we had a, a conversation and, you know, love language is one of those things that we always talk about. We always push and it's not necessarily that your core love language changes, but circumstances can make them bend. Sometimes they they flip, you know. Well, here's it's it's this. It's maybe they maybe the core of them don't change, but they get reprioritized based on based on, on the where circumstance. And that that was one of those things that we had talked about. And it was like when when we first started, I think it was probably like beginning of March when we were like okay full steam ahead this is happening we 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 were already in the process but now it was like all these things had clicked into place so now we are like balls to the wall x amount of weeks and we're going and um I had to come out and change how I my needs because I quality time and 
physical touch are always my main priority. No matter what, those two things I feed off of, I need them to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel appreciated, and to stay connected. But with all the different things going on and so many um, uncertainties in our situation, I had to change it up because I needed to be affirmed in what we were doing. I needed the encouragement that I was doing the right thing and that, you know, I was, you appreciated what I was doing because I had a lot on my plate and I didn't know if I was doing it right. And so I had to come back and tell Quincy, I I think I really need you to check in with me and I'm going to need some affirmation going through this because it, if not, my own mind starts spinning and I start feeling inadequate or I start feeling like overwhelmed because I have so much to do and it overtakes me. And if I don't have that check-in or I don't have that pick-me-up in the middle of all of it, it can take me out really quick. It sucks to say that because I know that about myself, but it's also progress because I used to not admit to it. Yeah, I would just let it bury me and then when it would come up, I'd be like, well... Okay, crap, this is what happened. And then we would go back and forth on why didn't we discuss this when it was happening? Why did we let it get to this point? So I think those are some of the things that I'm still working on is I my needs are changing, my wants are changing, and it's it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just I don't know where they belong in all that is happening at the moment. So it's, you, you kind of have to have grace for your, your spouse in this because when things are going on and things are changing, I mean, just, just a quick rundown. I've got technical empty nest, even though they're not leaving us, they're graduating high school and they have the ability to go at any time. That scares me. It's, it's a really weird place to be because they're moving forward. Even though they're not leaving, they're moving forward. And I, I can't protect them from that. This is this is them heading off to life. We've got the other two that are done with school, and now they're all our responsibility, and this is their adult life. What quality is that going to be? What does it look like? I still don't know. We're still trying to put those pieces together. Yeah. You know, we have our younger ones are coming into second and third year of high school, and they're making big plans, and they're trying to move on to jobs and, you know, sports and different things that they want to do, and it's like, okay... I'm the taxi cab. So I am now responsible for moving these parts everywhere they need to go for all these new adventures in life. And your job is different now. And so it's like one week we know what's happening and the next week we might not until we get solidified in where we're going and and all the changes that are happening. There are just, it's like playing that, um, what is that, that kids game with all the little shapes you put the timer on and you got to try to get them out before they all explode that's kind of what everything feels like right now for me yeah and so being able to say hey what do you need i mean quincy can tell you if he was to come out and say what do you need from me i can stop on a dime and stand there and look stupid because i have no idea what to say right now that that's one of those things that i think kind of falls in the needs improvement area because we both have that from time to time where it's like i just i don't know how to tell you yeah, and that's I mean one of one of the planned episodes here is you know what a, what a girl wants, what does a girl need, and you know for me too, and I'm it's going to be an open discussion because I'm not really taking the time to figure out what it is I need because I don't know. Yeah, and if if we're not doing it, 
I wonder if our audience is doing it. I think that that one for us is going to have to be a little more, once things are settled, we can actually get an idea. Because that's one of the things I think I'm looking forward to the most in this big change for us and in, in moving is everything's a clean slate. Everything is starting over from job placement to schools to house to stories to everything is a complete clean slate. So if you really want to look at it, I'm looking at, okay, when we get there and we unload the truck, we get everything into the respective rooms. We need to go to the clouds. We need to figure out what we want this to look like. Yeah. And then we need to start putting the pieces together. I don't know what that is yet. What do we need? I don't know. I don't know what's there. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot that comes with it, but I think that's one of the areas we, we need a little bit of work on is being able to vocalize on a regular basis yeah. needs and wants. Yeah, I, I agree. And it has to do with, it really just has to do with that check-in weekly. Um, I mean, we do it when we do the podcast, but we only do that every so many weeks. So we'll need to incorporate that into our lifestyle again, um, which we stopped at the pandemic and then never picked up again. So very important for us. But that is all the time we have for this particular episode. I hope you learned something. And I want you to listen, you guy, dude, or, you know, you're a wife listening to this, dudette, do this exercise and report back to us. I'm commissioning you to do the exercise and let us know how it goes. You have... You've got the email addresses. So jump on it. It's easy. It's really easy. Q-U-I-N-C-Y. Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Send me your exercises and how they went so that we know you are making some progress. If the first one gets ugly, that's okay. Because we can clean it up and we can keep moving forward. Do the exercise Celebrate the places in your relationship that are right. Put some emphasis on those. And then you can make a plan around what the things that you want to improve. That is all the time we have. Don't forget to go and uh, handle a five-star rating for your old buddy Quincy on the Man Vs. Marriage podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. And then uh, make sure to use the email address. And that is it for this episode. She is Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran. And this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast.